We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society. Today, Scott and I conclude our conversation as we talk about the death of Norman Lear, the absence of the understanding of satire, and a couple of predictions. So let's lessen in. So uh, Norman Lear died today, or we, yes. we, his death was announced. 101 years old. 101. I, I actually I, I met Norman Lear, I'm, I'm pleased to say. I My mother uh, was a CPR instructor for the American Red Cross. And, and so was I, but I think at this point I was in college and, and I, my certification as a, as a teacher of CPR had lapsed, but she said, you know, come along with me. I need your help carrying the mannequins and things like that. So I, I went with her, uh, up to Norman Lear's apartment, which was magnificent. As you can imagine, it was a <laughs> I duplex. Imagine. <laughs> I only saw one floor, but it was a duplex. And, uh, and I will say that he was very kind. He saw me admiring one of his artworks and he took me for a tour of the apartment to show me all the artwork that he had there. And it was pretty amazing stuff, including an enormous collection of pre-Columbian artifacts. Really? Speaking of colonialism. Um, but, but he was a very, but he was really gracious. His wife, uh, was not, um, but he was, and the other, and you know, we had a really interesting time talking about things but i'm but i i'm bringing him up because archie bunker as a character existed at a time in the early 1970s when you would all watch the same thing together right like i watched all in the family with my family so did i it was a it was an event every week and we would sit down and and watch it and that that whole lineup of shows actually but that was the most important one at least for my development, I never could relate to Archie Bunker. I tried relating my dad to him a couple of times, but I really couldn't even do that because my dad was so much so different from him and so liberal and open-minded and and smart. But I remember the ideas that he was talking about being comical that are now actually taken seriously, right? right. Like like there was one where he. He said, you want to stop hijacking hijackings of airplanes? It's simple. You give everybody a gun when they get on the plane. And that that'll stop it. Nobody'll nobody'll hijack a plane if everybody on the plane has a gun. And you know, that I and now we're suggesting yeah, we're, that we're, with <laughs> schools, right? And yeah. you know, like this is just such a bad idea. And and it was laughable at the time, but you know, we had a president in the United States, may God forbid, have one again who sounded just like Archie Bunker, whose prejudices were open and, and uh, proudly stated in his ignorance, you know, and just restated again, by the way. I mean, this, you know, there's, there's the continued idea of that there's some force out there that's opening up insane asylums in, in Latin America and forcing the people to come migrate to America, you know, is is again uh, an ur uh anti-semitic idea that there is a cabal of somebody out there you know the elders of zion who are trying to destroy this country by importing brown people instead of to replace white people right and that's why the chant jews will not replace us was so prevalent in charlottesville and that's why the guy uh, in Pittsburgh shot up the synagogue there because he heard 
them talking about the fact that the Jews were the ones who were uh, creating all this um, illegal immigration of uh, uh, brown people because they were more compliant than white people are, you know, crazy ideas like that. Uh, they come around and come around and come around again and just seem to, you know, you can defeat them down, but I guess you can't kill them off forever. But pop culture at that time, I guess is my point, uh, in the form of All in the Family, was such a powerful way to expose that way of thinking and make it funny, uh, an object of laughter, which is probably better than making it an object of derision, which is what I admit to practicing here. I don't, I don't have a particularly tolerant attitude towards prejudiced people. You know, as Bob Dylan said, they don't hate nothing but hatred. That, that, that probably making fun of them is better than, you know, just like shaking your head at them and saying, you know, you're an idiot or, or whatever it is. And having pop culture carry that tune for us rather than education might might actually be the thing but of course we live in a very fragmented world of media where you can get whatever you want somewhere right you can get the news that makes you feel good if you just go down the channel a ways and if you feel that that uh if you feel that jews are importing people from latin america to replace nice white people here you can probably find a TV channel or a website or something that will reinforce that viewpoint for you and make you feel real good about it. Yep. And, uh, and that's a big difference between when you and I grew up and there were only three channels basically, you know, and then reruns of F troop and stuff like that <laughs> on the other channels. Right. But, but if you wanted new content, you only had your choice of these three and you know, they were, they tried to imitate one another to the best of their ability. What, what we understood back then, even though we had a president that basically was Archie Bunker, mm -hmm. it was still satire. We understood it as satire and that's what made us laugh at it. And I thought about all in the family. Could you run a show like that today? Mm. No. <laughs> and no, because first of all, the, the left is going to say, oh my gosh, you know, that that's terrible. But the right is going to sit there and say, Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you, nobody's going to see it as satire like we did. Today, I think one of the greatest uh, producers that we have is for TV is Sorkin, Alan, Aaron Sorkin, mm. who created The West Wing. They're not quite the satire of Lear, but I really did. I got thinking, could we ever put All in the Family, a, uh, a re, you know, we're going to resurrect it. I'm going to put it on TV today. And I honestly don't think we could, we have now friends. Yeah. I could see them doing that, but then again, they didn't deal with the same subject matter. Yeah. I have to say, I never watched friends. So I, don't I never know did. What, what, I don't know what was on it, but it just seemed to me very bland, uh, and not very yeah. interesting at all in any way. Um, the other, you know, another one was, um, blazing saddles. A, a student of mine, not that long ago said right. to me, how that, how did that movie ever get made? I can't, my dad showed me Blazing Saddles and I can't believe they ever made that movie. And I said, it's one of the funniest movies of all time. And he said, it's just so wrong in so many ways. 
And I said, yeah, but it's kind of making fun of that. You know, that's what it's actually making fun of. The You're not getting that. You don't have the sense of humor to understand that, that this satire, that this is satire. They don't get it. Neither yeah, side gets it. Unfortunately, kids are too earnest for that, you know? And and here's another one. I mean, I grew up with Mad Magazine. I think the oh, number yep. one, probably the number one influence on the way I look at the world comes from Mad Magazine. And and without having that viewpoint, uh, you know, which is obviously missing right now, uh, I think people are too earnest and not understanding that, you know, that you can make fun of things without necessarily agreeing with them. And, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's considered too mean-spirited or something. Yeah, can you imagine days. like a magazine today having Chester the Molester? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was satire. And I, I just think that we have we've become I and I really don't know where it changed. If it changed just slowly over time. I don't know if it's the fact that we've got, you know, so much interconnectivity and the ability to with the technology we have, we've lost the ability to look at satire. I still to this day get uh, a daily email. The onion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and it's all satire. That's all it is. Um, and I still get, I still sit and I'll laugh about it. And every time I'm reading it, I'm thinking, gosh, I, I could probably name 10 people that would look at this and be totally offended by it. And I could look at 10 people that would read it and be, oh yeah, I totally agree with all of that. But they would not get the fact that this is poking fun. It's kind of scary. It is. It's a little bit of a driving. It it is. And unfortunately, these are the students we have to deal with. Um, We have to be so careful in what we say. Before I came on today, I was, I'm teaching a philosophy course. And the, the question was, is, do you believe in the existence of evil? And the second, the, the second question, which is really the question that's being asked is if you do, and you believe that in gods or gods, how can a benevolent God allow evil to exist? You guys smoke pot when you do this? <laughs> yeah. no. 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 You pass the joint around? No, I know. I know. We, but uh, we should all be wearing tie-dyes and you know, doing the whole thing. I get it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, really, when you think, and then the students today, and if we had asked that question in the seventies or in the eighties or the nineties, or even the early two thousands, people would have probably given you a lot different answer than they give today in 2023. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up that timeline because there was five years where I was working in the corporate world where I wasn't teaching. Mm -hmm. And, and in somehow in that five years, when I came back to, to, uh, college to teaching college, the first thing I noticed was, wow, these are really nice people, right? They weren't like we were, right. um, you know, they weren't, they weren't, uh, evil bastards like we were <laughs> as, <laughs> as students. I don't even want to get into it, but, uh, you know, and, and, um, and, and, but they have no sense of humor at all. No. Every, everything is like, you know, Hey man, you know, I'm going to spring break at Habitat to humanity and that kind of thing. And you're going, <laughs> you, you're not going to Fort Lauderdale and uh, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it was, it was like, yeah, I really, um, I admire you. I just kind of wish you would have more fun with your life also, but Hey, every fun's different for everybody. 
And like you said, yeah, back in the day, I, the joint would have been passed around. We got all going, yeah, man, that's a deep <laughs> subject. I mean, I go back to Cheech and Chong. I mean, that's what we, that's what everybody would look like. Yeah, or, or Pinto in Animal House, you know. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right. And Animal House, there's another one. I, I, I don't think that they could make that today. No, there's, or um, Revenge of the Nerds, my God. Reve- oh, yeah, no way they could do that. I mean, there's so many things that were acceptable back then, like All in the Family and MASH and and, mm-hmm. and all that. Even MASH, I don't think, would survive today. I think uh, MASH might have been part of the problem, because as it went on for those 10 years, it became more and more earnest and less and less funny. Correct, yep. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, the last episode, which was three hours long, was very dark. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very, very dark. And uh, you're right. They just don't have the sense of humor anymore. They can't laugh at themselves without feeling inferior. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, Everybody is is a roast. Oh, you roasted them, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even really mean to do that. I was just kind of goofing around. Yeah. Maybe we were evil bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we still are. Who knows? Speaking of evil bastards. Evil bastards. Oh, let me guess. We're going to be talking about Henry Kissinger. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about Kissinger. <laughs> uh, there's, there's not really much to say about Kissinger other than the fact that, uh, that you know, his, somehow or another, he, he managed to rehabilitate his reputation to a point that is unseemly. Now, the person I'm talking about actually was on a town hall meet uh, last night, and I didn't watch it, of course, but I, I saw enough coverage of it today where he was he was asked the easiest question in the world. You're not really going to do evil stuff like a dictator, are you? And instead of just saying, no, I'm not, which which would have been a really smart answer, he said only on day one. I, I don't have a lot of friends who are Trump supporters anymore. I really feel like calling a couple of them up and saying, are you really still supporting this like this guy? I mean, isn't there anybody else in the Republican Party that you can support besides him? Because this is this is insanity. He's he is he is talking about con- setting up concentration camps. Yep. He's talking about destroying the media that is against him. You know, he's already come out like once before and said, you know, Saturday Night Live should be taken off the air because they're making fun of me. He said that, yeah, we're his uh, I think it was not him, but Cash Patel yesterday said that, yeah, we're going after the media, too. But we're also going after the lawyers and the judges. So they're going to gut the United States of America and turn it into Trumpville. It's just like the poll numbers don't reflect that anybody seems to think that this is reality. Like they're, they're kind of, if, you know, there's an old, I forget who said it. Uh, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Right. And, and he's telling you, I am, yes, I am going to be a dictator. Somehow or another, he came up with drill, 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 drill. I, I don't really know what that's about. I mean, we're producing more oil than anybody in the world right now. We, we have not currently res- solved the immigration problem that trump caused but we are in process of doing that and uh before trump came along of course immigration illegal immigration had been in a 50-year low so there was a solution for it some people live in a world that they just don't 
seem to think there's no reality to it. They're, they're living in a make believe dystopian reality where they think the United States is this like her in this horrific shape where that we're not strong. Like right now we're strong. Yes, we are. You know, we are powerful. And there was a great, there's a great Atlantic article about how Xi wants Trump back, you know, because we're, where Biden is handing it to China and he's like, you, you know, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And, and they can't get anything done and they're being thwarted left and right. And, and, uh, they, they just want Trump back in the worst way because he was so easy to deal with for them. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, but everybody mistakes, like if you talk tough, I guess they think you are tough. Rather yeah, than acting yeah. tough, right? You know, it's like talk loudly and carry a small stick rather than speak right. softly and carry a large stick. The world has really gotten so backwards or the country has that that this guy can can talk like a tin horn dictator and not lose support. I just don't I just don't get it. I don't get the Republican Party. I, I don't either. Like I said, they're not the, the party that I remember. My hope is, and I'll take a quote from uh, Winston Churchill, Americans always do the right thing, but only after they've tried everything else first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And my hope is that, all right, we've tried this once, and that didn't work out very good. Maybe we'll do the right thing again, uh, and we'll keep doing the right thing. And it's scary. So tonight is the final debate. Uh, It's going to be Haley, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, and Christie. So before we meet next week, do you think now, of course, right now, second place looks to be Haley. Do you think that this debate will help her or hurt her? She, she's been good in the debate. So, yes, I, th- I think she probably will. I mean, DeSantis really hurt himself with that crazy oh, he, debate yeah. that he had with uh, Gavin Newsom, I think. And, yeah, see, yeah, and he got slaughtered. Not that I actually saw any of it, but from what I understand, he just came across as such a negative, out of touch with reality person you know exactly what i'm talking about like we are not in a weak position right now we this is a we have a good economy there is a lot there is a lot going on that's moving in the right direction and of course the number one watch tv uh channel in in the nation the number one news provider continues to say no it isn't and people need to put down the remote or change the channel and and just um you know, get their information from somewhere else. But, but I think Haley will do fine. It really doesn't matter. I mean, she'll be a fine vice president, I guess. Um, except for Christie, none of them have taken the major step of going after Trump as the front runner, which somebody is going to have to do besides Christie. I think, yeah. uh, as I said last week, I guess it was Christie needed to drop out and hasn't. So he's still, living in a, a world of delusion the gov the governor dropped out i guess that was yesterday right the governor right. from north dakota who spent millions of dollars and still has nobody even knows what what name he what his name is yeah uh, last week you said he was from north carolina <laughs> you didn't even know where he was from <laughs> that was just a, a freudian slip yeah, okay. in, in a carolina and, and it's another yet another useless state that we don't really need we don't really need two of them um <laughs> but whatever <laughs> the um 
But yeah, he he's gone. So that's I guess that's a step in the right direction. But Chris Christie needed to drop out and hasn't. I don't know what that's about. I mean, if he really wants to do damage to Trump, I, I really do think that Chris Christie thinks that he has a chance to become president of the United States. It's a ridiculous idea. Uh, Ramaswamy should have dropped out, but he's still running for second place. And he, I guess with his money, he can continue to do that. Um, DeSantis just won't lay down, lie down. You know, he's, he probably should at this point. If, if, uh, DeSantis was smart, he would re try to rehabilitate himself for 2028. The, the idea that he's going to, he's got put a million dollars in his budget, to sue the NCAA because Florida state didn't get into the, uh, championship. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's just one more, one more example of him being so clueless. It's not even funny. And the, and the, you know, I, I feel bad for an undefeated team, but I'll bet my Albany great Danes could have gone undefeated and nobody's talking about them for the championship, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's a little ridiculous that a team that beat a whole bunch of other really bad teams, it's, you know, and managed to, to run the table on them is, a and is currently, I believe a 14 point underdog in their next play in their next game, which is against Georgia. Oh yeah. Thinks that they should be in the, in the playoffs a little. Oh, and, and the statement from the university silly. was very simple. If we beat Georgia, we will, regardless, we will declare ourselves the national champions. Okay, good for that. Okay, you good. know what? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I'm pretty sure Georgia could send half their team and beat them. <laughs> so, well, we we will see how that goes. <laughs> uh, all right, give me your prediction. I want, a, I want one prediction. Give me. All right, here we go. Scott is going to give us his prediction. Kevin McCarthy drops out. Kevin, Kevin McCarthy McCarthy's drops done. Out. He's he'll he's leaving Congress. He already did that. <laughs> no, <he's, laughs> He did that I, two hours ago. Oh man, I th- I figured you were busy in your meeting, no, and then you came I right here, no, no, and I always you wouldn't to, know about it. No, oh, wait, you wanted to pull a go, you wanted to pull a gotcha on me. No, I'm sorry. No, he's already done that. Give me a real prediction. What do you think? What is a big prediction that's going to be that's going to happen before next week? Another ceasefire. Really? Yeah. I'm going to pre- I'm going to predict that uh Israel does enough damage over the next couple of days that they'll that there will be another ceasefire. Will that include more hostage releases, you think? Yeah, well it'll have to because I to, think yeah. that that's the only that's the only way that they're not going to flood those tunnels and uh and and totally annihilate everybody who's down there. Because that's what they're set up to do right now is flood those tunnels. All right. That's but I, I like but I, yeah. So I like I, I'm I'm hopeful that uh that that the peacemakers get a little respite here and that and that the uh some more more hostages get released. I'm not sure that all of them are ever gonna get out, but that's that's my prediction. And then once again, that'll give us something good to talk about. Yeah, there's not not all that good there yeah. to talk about. That'd be really nice if we had something good to talk about. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> So my prediction for next week is I will see you again next Wednesday. Same bad time, same bad channel. Scott, always a pleasure. You take care. Great. Take care. Bye. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions on an ongoing basis. The JCIS is a publication of Nova Works, a depository at Nova Southeastern University. 
The Phoenix Group, an independent research consortium offering social issue solutions to NGOs and international government agencies through multidisciplinary, nonpartisan, and unbiased research. And finally, BH Conflict Resolution Services, a full-service dispute resolution firm offering expert and cost-effective mediation services to couples, groups, and businesses. BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd also like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society. The Nova Society is available on all these and other quality platforms mentioned in our description. And finally, Podkite, our analytical partners. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. Without you, the Nova Society would not be possible. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. Always remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Scott Gershwer, Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon, and all of us here at the Nova Society, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time. 